Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Vince Del Monte, online fitness business coach. And if you want to learn how to attract the best relationships in your life, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. Enjoy. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another epic interview here on the Build Your Network Podcast. Today, I am really excited to bring on a buddy of mine, Vince Del Monte. Vince is a really cool guy, a really well-connected fitness entrepreneur. He's an international best-selling author. Uh, he's an online fitness trainer and influencer. He hosts a really awesome mastermind that he's got over 75 seven-figure entrepreneurs in and brings in some of the best guest speakers in the business. So me and him have a lot in common as far as uh, a background in, in sports and then loving networking masterminds and the online space, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Vince has been doing this for a really, really long time. So we get into some really practical things uh, here in this episode. So you're going to learn uh, how beneficial it is to invest in yourself. We talk about how to build real self-confidence and we talk about how to draw on past experience for future successes. So you're not going to want to miss any of this conversation with Vince. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you all know 
know that I recently opened up a few VIP day slots in my calendar. So if podcasting and or networking are on the top of your priority list for 2019, then this is the most valuable investment that I have available. You will fly out here to Vegas and spend a full day with me one-on-one to either help you launch your podcast or build a foolproof networking strategy for you for the rest of the year. The whole experience is catered to you in terms of what we're going to cover that day, even where we're going to eat together and hang out and things like that. Plus, I give VIP day guests access to a few key people on my network who I have invested literally tens of thousands of dollars and countless hours into building relationships with. So a really, really valuable use of my connections as well. So since opening up very recently, three spots have already been taken. So if you're interested in this experience at all, head over to travischapel.com. That's C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L, travischapel.com slash coaching to apply. And hopefully I will see you out here in Vegas really soon. And now here is my chat with Vince Del Monte. Vince, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Travis. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm checking out your uh, lineup of uh, guests, man. You've got quite the roster who uh, have been on this podcast, so I'm honored to be here. Yeah, of course, man. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on. So Vince, you you have a lot of uh, different ways to add value to the audience here with as much stuff as you've accomplished in the fitness space, but then also moving into stuff that I'm really pumped up about these days, like masterminds and coachings and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and start really quick by building some context to give everybody an idea of who we're talking to. Bring us back to childhood, Vince. What, what did you do? What were your likes, dislikes? What were you wanting to do when you grow up? Different things like that. Oh, gosh. I used to collect comic books. I mean, the Punisher War Journal, Wolverine, X-Men. And, uh, you know, I was a collector. My mom told me the other day, it was just my birthday. And she said, uh, you're always creating stuff. You're always creating stuff. And I had the War Club. I had the Indian Club. I had the Spy Club. I had the Monster Club. And um, I was an organizer. And I'd have, um, I had this uh, tree fort in my backyard. And I would, um, you know, have friends come over after school and, I, they had to bring money and then we'd go to Kmart and we'd go buy machine guns or Indian clothes, like bow and arrows and stuff. And I guess ever since a young age, I always uh, was creating things, which is kind of funny because, you know, it's where my whole life has led to. So that's an interesting piece. And then another interesting piece was um, at the start of high school, my dad introduced me to the whole world of long distance running. My father went on full scholarship to the States he was a middle distance runner and uh, me and my brothers fell, uh, followed in his footsteps and I uh, became a great runner and uh, we were very good at solo sports. I represented my country in triathlon in high school, went to the world championships and I was um, you know, a really good runner. That's what I found my identity in. It's how I um, you know, got through university because um, I also had this nickname, which was Skinny Vinny. And uh, Skinny Vinny was pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> 135 pounds dripping wet. And how tall? I was six feet. Oh, wow. Six feet, 135 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in this world of running and 135 is ideal, right? If you're 136, you're fat. So the coach says, uh, oh, you had a good summer, eh? So um, I um, thrived with my running and I found my identity in running and it's what allowed me to kind of manage all the challenges that come with being a skinny guy in college. I went to university in Canada. We call it university. And uh, that was my story, man. And I lived with all these super buff dudes, all these ripped muscular guys who would be the guys with the biggest profiles today on Instagram. And these were my roommates. So living with these guys, I never was around muscle or weights. You know, we lived out on the roads, in the trails, in the pool, on the bike. 
So this is a new world for me. And I always had this fascination with what could happen if I lift weights, if I put all this time and energy I was putting into my running into the gym. And I got a chance to explore that curiosity at university when I graduated with an exercise science degree. I needed to figure out how to make money now, start a life, and uh, my eligibility with running ran out. And uh, I entered the world of personal training. And that, those were my early beginnings. And there's a lot of tangents there. Uh, one that I think your interest, your, your audience would find interesting, but uh, after four months of working at a Guelph YM, at the YMCA in Guelph, Ontario, at a whopping 10 bucks an hour, I uh, asked for a raise. I asked my boss, you know, how long <laughs> until we get a bump here? And she um, got back to me the next day after talking to the CEO, and um, she had um, interesting news. She said we could give you a $1 raise one year from today. <laughs> and that's when I quickly discovered the definition of job, just over broke. Right. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Hard to get excited about that. Yeah. And at the same time, here's, this is the YMCA my dad went to, right? So here's my dad, you know, going, he's a, you know, really fit guy, but you know, he's on the elliptical every day, every day. He's in the change room with all the old guys, you know, going in the hot tub like old guys are. And then there's his son who just graduated from university, $50,000 later, working for $10 an hour, helping people use the back extension machine. My dad, he's, if there's anybody that I would listen to, it would be him. He's the guy I respect more than anybody else in the world. And he said to me, are you going to be a personal trainer when you're 35? Because there was no one in my family. There was this like, is this for real? Is this, <laughs> is there a future here? Like, are you wasting time? Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted me to go back to school to apply for um, 
teacher's college, be a high school phys ed teacher. And that was also the time I realized that it wasn't his fault that he was skeptical. He was doubtful. He had every right to be as any father, a parent should be because I was venturing into an uncharted uh, world. And uh, that's when I realized I had to make my parents believe and not for them to believe in me. I had to make them believe. For you to be as dedicated as you were back in high school to run as much as you did and go to the world championships and do all these crazy feats that most people will literally never do in their entire life. Do you think that that had a huge impact on allowing you to discipline yourself to like move into other ventures in the future? A hundred percent. I truly believe that I gained all my, I feel it's almost an unfair advantage because, you know, in running, you know, bodybuilding has a lot of tangents here, but there's, it's not a subjective sport. You know what I mean? Either one or you place 12th or last or like either did it or you didn't. So running forces you to, it's like you either run faster or you don't. And there's no like opinions. There's no entitlement. There's no, I deserve to finish further ahead. I should have been top three. So you really get in tune with reality quickly. And I was a mid packer. You know, I wasn't even one of the top guys. And that sport is very uncomfortable. And I would say every lesson that I could teach in business, I could draw a parallel from running and, uh, you know, I'll give you a couple of themes, you know, going the distance. I beat a lot of guys in my running career simply because I didn't quit. I, I didn't quit. I just, I stayed on the team. I kept going to practice. I kept running. I kept putting in the miles. Somehow I ended up the captain of my fourth year at Western University. I have no idea. There's more talented guys. Somehow I made my way to the top. And same in business. There's so many guys I've beat, not because I beat them, but because they tapped out early. They gave up. They're just like, yeah, this is too tough. I'm going to the, I'm going to the weight loss niche. Their, yeah, their will to win was for sale. Yeah. I like bringing up the sports topic a lot just because I'm a sports guy. I played a ton of basketball growing up, and um, I, I was not the most gifted athlete, that's for sure. And I always worked. I just worked really hard. I just ran harder, and I would, I would run until I felt like I was about to pass out or throw up or whatever. Like I, I, I just I worked really hard, and I think what that allows you to do is when I would move on into into life, into real life, into into whatever you know career path or a challenge that's in front of me that a lot of people might just shy away from. What it allowed me to do is draw from the experience that I had already had in the past of like, hey, I also you know, struggled with this part of my game and I worked past that. So this is probably nothing different. There's just something that I don't know. I haven't put in enough time to get good at it. Like there's something that's preventing me from doing it, but I figured it out before I can figure it out now. Yeah, you got it, man. So moving, moving forward into life, when was the first time where you like got it, where it just clicked? The entrepreneurial thing was definitely the way that you wanted to go. And you were like done with university. I'm done working hourly. I'm done trying to get raises for a dollar an hour more. Like I'm, I'm done with all this. Like when was that first realization that like, oh wow, this, there's something here. Yeah, yeah. It didn't exactly happen all like that. So I'll just kind of walk you through, you know, I got really good at what I did as a personal trainer. And uh, what I was better than just personal training was selling. And I had a, a boss who proposed a vision that I could build the personal training department and that I could leverage my time by working on commission by being the gym's full-time fitness consultant. And the consultant's job was the job to 
sell you personal training when you just came in for a gym membership. And we had a culture of personal training. So I got really good at these 60 to 90 minute consultations. And I started selling everything from $500 to $5,000 personal training packages. And I would build the gym from like two personal trainers to 15 personal trainers. So I was the rainmaker. I was writing people's paychecks. All they had to do was show up and train people. And I was the guy, you know, people would drop off coffees and just keep me in the room all day. They're like, hey, Vinny, here's another Tim Hortons. Close some more people for us. <laughs> and I loved it. I fell in love with this world of writing my own paycheck. And I had this incredible boss. I was really blessed. You'll hear a common theme in my story. I don't have a story around like negative people. I had the best parents in the world. I had the best bosses in the world. Now I had a couple situations, podcasts for other days, but I was blessed with so many good people who invested into me. And uh, this boss was one of them, Murray Middlemost. And he gave me uh, books and he followed up with me and he held me accountable and he helped me overcome issues that, was, that were tripping up uh, deals. And you know, I remember asking him at one point, I said, why could you invest so much into me knowing that I wouldn't be here forever? And he said, it's more costly to have an ineffective employee than an effective employee. And I'm like, that was my first exposure to an abundance mindset. He's like, I knew you weren't going to be here forever. Hey, what's up, fellow and future networkers? Want to listen to Build Your Network a day early? Download the Himalaya app and follow the show for exclusive first access. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcasters, aka me, some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free. It's the easiest platform to use, and they're adding cool new features every single day. So go to the App Store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Build Your Network once you're there. I literally was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I forget who it is because I've been looking to possibly bring in like a, a, a hire an assistant recently, a marketing assistant. And I was having this conversation with somebody and they're like, you know, it's hard because the trick is finding somebody that's like good enough to do the job really, really well, but not like too good to where they're going to leave eventually. And then I was just like, well, that's the whole thing that I've been learning recently is that good people are always going to leave you're not going to be able to harness them and hold them prisoner forever. And if you think that you can do that, you're going to eventually destroy a relationship because that has personally happened to me where people that I've worked with or for that I looked at as mentors tried to hold me back from the potential that I had because they were too afraid of losing the control over me and me as an asset making them money. So all it did was give me like this feeling of like being in a prison and I just wanted to escape that immediately. And I probably left way sooner than I would have and made them way less money than I would have if they would have just like said, Hey, here's the world of opportunity. I'll help you as long as I can. And even when you're gone, I'll help you do well when you're gone. And then that way, like when you bring up people like that, it'll always come back to you tenfold. And it, so it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I 100% agree with that. And it's cool that you had a boss to recognize that so early on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were asking uh, Grant Cardone about this, you'd say people don't cost you money. People not producing profits cost you money. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, you know, what happened, uh, you know, he introduced me, my boss, to this world of internet marketing. And it was just from more, uh, hey, have you seen what these guys are doing? And it was uh, different guys like and, Ryan. Lee. And real quick, what, what year was this? When, when was this? 
okay, so I was a trainer right out of university, 22 years of age, working as a trainer, consultant from the age of 22 to 25. So three years in, he introduces me to the world of internet marketing. And he's showing me all these pages of guys selling information products. And these are all new terms for me. And these people were basically selling air. Hey, 77 bucks, 97 bucks, get this instantly downloadable course on how to build muscle without drugs, in less time, without supplements. And I'm like, that's my freaking story. I did that two years, I did, sorry, I did that three years ago. So I failed to mention after university, I transformed my body. I transformed my own body under the mentorship of a man from my church. There's another guy I was blessed to meet. And uh, I learned how to build my, uh, my body drug-free without supplements in less time. Same, I didn't know that those were marketing hooks back then. It was just, it was a personal transformation. So here I am years later on the internet, looking at these long form sales pages, 96 pages long, looking at these guys who've got similar before and after photos as me, similar stories, similar message. And I'm like, but they don't have a skinny Vinny story. And I was curious. I'm like, the only unique thing between all these products were a story. And I'm thinking to myself, they weren't former distance runners. And they don't have the roommate story. And they don't have the Paula McKinnon story when uh, she challenged me to an arm wrestle the strongest guy in high school. And I almost lost my arm. And she told me it'd be so much harder if you just had bigger arms. And I, I'm like thinking of all these collections of stories that would make my message unique. And I started going down the rabbit hole. Long story short. I discovered a world or a website that had DVDs that would um, teach you how to start your own online business. And my whole ambition back then, the age of 25, I'll tell you, uh, Travis, it was to make a whopping extra $3,000 a month. That was my big, hairy, audacious goal. If I could cover my expenses, I'm like, if I could just live expense-free, then everything I make at the gym would be profit. This would be amazing. That was my ambition. And um, after I got these DVDs in the mail, uh, you asked me a question earlier, when did you see all this unfold? It was sitting on my couch for three days straight watching all those DVDs. And it was an event that was turned into a, a course. It was like the event turned into DVDs. And I'm like, I just bought DVDs from an event. This is fascinating. It's, you know, I didn't understand the concept of repurposing content, but I'm like, huh. And that's when I saw my future. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to learn how to market my products on the internet. I want to learn internet marketing, internet marketing. I love those two words. Internet marketing became my future. And, um, you know, to condense the story and to catch up to today, you know, I launched my first ebook in 2006. So I, I invested into a coach because they followed up with me. And as they knew, people were overwhelmed with the amount of info they sent in the mail and I was a perfect candidate for their six-month coaching program, which was $7,500. I got one one-hour call a month. That's it. No Facebook group, no group coaching, no mastermind events, no affiliate introductions. It was one one-hour phone call a month. To be honest, looking back, it's probably one of the best ways a coaching program could be structured because he didn't tell me what I would do the next month. He just told me what we're doing this month. I didn't know what step two, three, four, five, or six was. And he kept me focused. Next thing I know, I've got a sales page. I've got an ebook. And it was a 216 page ebook, literally at like a, probably a 50 page sales letter I wrote by just pretty much copying other people's pages because I didn't know really what I was doing. I was just like mishmashy this guy's headline with this guy's intro and then this guy's offer and then this guy's guarantee. Next thing you know, I had a sales page. 
Now, I eventually rewrote it with a professional copywriter, so I had my own voice and story. But that was like, looking back, that's how I got started. Yeah, and this is like vintage internet marketing too, which is one thing I really like about your story is that you came into a budding industry. Like this was something that was on like in, in its infancy, right? There was no click funnels. There were no like lead pages or any of that kind of stuff. None of that existed. It was all just go build this page. You were funnel hacking before funnels were even talked about, which is something that I think is really cool. Well, yeah, that word never existed back then. I never even knew what a funnel Right, right, there exactly. No there was no upsells. There was, um, there was no automation. Well, we had email, but it wasn't like today. It wasn't like a big fancy machine. So we've talked a lot about really several different skill sets that you've honed throughout your career. If you could recommend somebody who's just getting started one skill set to really get good at in the next year or two, three years to help propel them into the next portion of their career. What do you think that skill set would be? There's only one. You need to know how to close, not sell. You got it. I was wondering what you were going to say, man, because it's funny. You're, you're, you're a good internet marketer now and you do masterminds and your fitness and discipline. Like you're good at all these different things. But the part of your story where I could feel that something changed in you was when you started selling at the gym and it's funny that I picked up on it because it's something very similar in my story is I started in sales for a really long time and I did door-to-door sales for six years and knocked on thousands of doors and got a bunch of no's and got thick skin and learned how to overcome objections and and have better emotional intelligence and close deals that people weren't intending on getting closed uh, when I knocked on their door. And and so that one skill set I think has translated into every single area of my my life. And uh, a lot of people will say, oh, marketing is more important. Oh, sales is more important. This is more important leadership, this, that. So it's funny to me that you come back to that whole thing. Like, hey, the ability to close the deal is the number one thing that you should be focused on. Yeah, man. Chase the money, man. Just everyone screws around with the stupid metrics, engagement and hearts and comments. And so it's all like they got the cart in front of the horse. It's, it's the equivalent of like, hey, what supplements should I use before you learn how to contract the muscle before you lay a strength foundation? It's just everyone's got stuff backwards because it's all chasing instant gratification, not having a big vision, not having clarity. But man, the, the coaching clients we're working with, we just get them right to high ticket. Keep it simple. And the thing, like people have this idea that when you're first getting started, you need all of these other things done first. You know, like I was talking to somebody the other day and uh, they were like, hey, I was thinking about getting this idea copyrighted and, and trademarked and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what, how's your revenue looking? And they're like, well, we, we haven't, you know, brought in any revenue yet. And I was like, well, you probably shouldn't be worried like too much right now about spending a ton of money on like getting a trademark and getting patent and getting like doing all this other stuff. Like you shouldn't be worrying about any of that until you've like proven that this is something that people actually want. Like go out and start selling. Get on the phone if you have to. Like if you don't understand how to drive traffic for, for Facebook ads, you don't understand how to set up a, a landing page, whatever, get people on the phone and start selling what you have to sell. Test the product, test the market, see if it's going to do anything. Then use the money that you make and then go worry about all the other 
bits and pieces. Then worry about putting up a website. You don't have to have a website built out, an Instagram page, a Facebook page, a business card, and all this other nonsense in order to bring in money. Like you just go start bringing in money and then that money can help you pay for those things in order for you to start scaling that business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People don't know how to identify what's constraining revenue because they get emotionally attached, but that's why you need a coach who's got outside eyes. who can tell you, you know, every one of my calls and even when I'm on the calls with my coaches, it's always just gaining clarity, refocusing, gaining alignment on what's the mission, what's the target, where's the path, what are the bottlenecks, what, what, what blocks do we have to remove? Uh, what battles do we need to fight? Is this a fight we need to even enter right now? Or can we leave this fight for later? What battles must we win today, tomorrow, this week? And it's just then killing all the other stupid minutia stuff that's just, it's not going to move the needle. Right, right. So real quick, but just because I want to make sure we touch on this, we're having a great conversation here, but I, I want to make sure that we touch on the networking aspect of all of this, because that's what this show is really all about. You are big into masterminds, which is something that I'm huge into. Um, I have this free mastermind course that I created. If you're listening to this right now and you're not sure what a mastermind is, you can go to freemmcourse.com and check that out. Um, tell you everything you need to know about, know about masterminds. But I know that you're into all of this kind of stuff too, Vince. And I know that you would agree that relationships is a huge part of your success, even just looking back at what we've already talked about, you were really successful with running. And that was because you had a mentor in your dad, right? You were really successful in the gym. And that was because your boss was a really good mentor to you and helped you out, gave you books and, and allowed you to become the person that you wanted to be. And then you got really good at internet marketing because you went and got another mentor. You hired a coach. So I know that you're big into all of this stuff. And I want to get in this conversation really quick. And the question I always get started with, this is one that I ask every single person that comes on the show is, do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? No, neither, man. It's, it's who knows you. <laughs> it's, it's who knows you, man. Uh, because uh, if people who are successful know who you are, it means you're becoming a better version of yourself, right? Tens attract tens. If you're looking at the opposite sex, you want to attract a 10 out of 10. No chance, brother, if you're a five. She's looking for a 10. So you got to stop focusing on attracting. Or sorry, you got to stop. Yeah, you got to stop. Let me rephrase that. You got to stop focusing on trying to chase people down. And getting them to know you and you've got to attract them, right? So that you arise, somehow you end up in their world. Other people in their circle are talking about you. Yeah, you become an interesting person. A successful person, somebody who's got value, somebody who's doing something, who's got a skill, somebody who's built something. That's, my, that's how I'm building relationships with people of higher stature than me because I get their attention with what I've done. I've got a couple claims to fame. So like it's your stat. You've got to have some stats. You've got to have some good stats. Totally, totally. I 100% agree with you. So at Vince Del Monte, sevenfiguremastermind.com, we have a bunch of different resources and stuff like that for people to check out. Can you walk us through one or two of those? Really just the one that you would rather, like if you're going to send people to one place, where do you want them to go check out more about you? Well, sure, man. Uh, Vince Del Monte, sevenfiguremastermind.com. It's a number seven, not spelt out seven. That's an application page to join, sorry, not to join, but to come test drive one of our masterminds. You know, and again, this I can I'll, I'll, I'll position this conversation in a way that doesn't come across as a pitch or anything. But that page, you'll see, we allow 25 people to come and sit in on our mastermind meeting. So in these meetings, we meet up um, every 90 days in different locations, and we have um, three days. We have our high producers come in on the Friday. So anyone doing over six or seven figures, and um, we do their hot seats. And then on Saturday, we have a big teaching day where we bring in big guest speakers, industry leaders. So we've got Paul Getter and 
Joe Marion and Bejos Kulian and Craig Valentine coming in on in a few weeks on our next one on the Saturday. I'll teach and they'll teach. And then um, on the Sunday, we have the hot seats for all of our beginners. So anybody under six figures a year. And we do that every 90 days. Now, the way this group has grown is, and again, I'm sharing this so that maybe this triggers some ideas for your listeners, that I know that if you come to the event, we have a 75% closing ratio of all the buying units in the room. I've done this, we've done this about five times now. 75% of the people who sit in on the event will sign up on Saturday night when I make an invitation. It would be considered the pitch, but it's like 10 minutes. It's like, it's just like, hey, everyone in this room who's where you're at wants to do that. You, everyone in this room who's where you're at has taken the same path that I'm about to invite you to take. And I just tell them about, you got two options. You know, you can stay where you're at and, or you can join us and make the investment, et cetera. So I want people to experience it and I want people to know what they're signing up for or they commit for the 12 months. And that's because I have a belief that I know I can help anybody who's in the fitness space who wants to grow a successful and profitable online business. And this comes down to the belief of knowing this coaching program is growing with or without you. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that you're focused on the value add first, right? Like, hey, come check this out and get all this value. And if you don't want to join, great, whatever. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep compounding on itself. But you bring up such an awesome line, lineup of speakers. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to tell Craig and, uh, Craig and Bedros, I said, what's up <laughs> when, they, when they come out there. But you got a great lineup of speakers. You add a lot of value. And that's really what this whole game is about, is just adding value to people. The only way to create real influence, the only way to be a leader of people is to add value to people continuously without expecting anything in return. Yeah, I, I love that, man. And, and for us, it's, you know, Instagram is just so fake, right? And I think uh, what I'm trying to really do is I'm a real guy. I want to attract people into my coaching program that I would allow into my home, to my front, uh, you know, into my backyard that I'd have a beer with, that I'd have a glass of wine with, that I'd cook a steak with, somebody that I'd go get a lift in with at the gym. Like I want, those are the people that I want to join. So I want them to come. I want them to meet my coaches. I want them to meet my family, my whole family's at these events. I want them to meet my network. Like my strength is my relationships. And that's, I want you to feel something different when you're in the room. And that's what the people say when they come to our events. They're, they're like, wow, you guys deliver the thunder. You guys bring the lightning. You guys give us all the tactics, the blueprints, the strategies. But what people experience in our groups that, I guess this is what's been brought to my attention. They're like, you guys are way more, you're about way more than just the money. Everyone's there to make money. Let's just be honest. But they're like, they're, you guys are striving. It's not, see, here's, this is the big thing. Making money is easy. The question is, is how do you make it? And when they come into the room and they meet people that are putting out high quality information, they truly care. They're building teams. They want to know how to do this the right way. They're not selling pills to lose three pounds of fat overnight with 60 minute video sales letters. They're not selling crap like these are people that their face is the product their credibility their passion their transformations like they and that's what people walk away from they're like wow i don't have to sell out everybody here is building this in a way that they'll look back on and they'll be able to say i'm proud to show my son and my daughter what i've built i'm proud to say hey hey john luca hey daddy what do you do let me show you i'm going to bring you downstairs and show you the products we've created for people I mean, I have some friends, I'm going to call them like friends, colleagues, I would say more so. If I was making money the way they were making, I would be embarrassed to say, son, this is what I do. This is why we live in this home. This is why we travel so much. 
because I sell um, fat-free coconut oil. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. But you hear what I'm saying? So I think, and I think that's why people stay in the group because, you know, the guys bring the wives and the wives meet. And uh oh, a little guy fell down the stairs. But oh no, you're keeping it real here. So. Um, we're doing this podcast here with kids in the background. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. So I think that's what people are looking for. They, they, they admire. Ah, and obviously this is my story, right? I'm not telling someone to fake a family. If you're not a family man or if you're single, this is not you. But this is who I am. So why would I not lead with this? Why would I not make this a core part of who we are? And you know, of the group, you're going to meet a ton of family guys. And, and you've touched you touched on this like throughout the throughout the interview too. Like it's funny how much we as people who have products and info products and masterminds and everything to sell. It's funny how much we try to caveat like, hey, I'm not trying to pitch anything just because. And I know that you're not like this, but I know that a lot of people out there are that just have this like negative connotation toward being pitched on something or whatever. But really, if you bring real value and you help change people's lives, then aren't you? doing a disservice by not pitching them what you have to offer. And the big thing too is like, yeah, of course, we're in this to make money. Like we're, we want to make money. That's of course, a part of all of this. But even if I were like independently wealthy, I wouldn't offer this stuff. And you would be the same. You wouldn't offer this stuff for free. Because when people pay, they pay attention. When you commit to something financially, you commit to something mentally and emotionally, and you're way more likely to be successful with it. So like, even if I were like a multi-billionaire, and I could do the things that I do 100% for free, and I'd never even miss the time or money, whatever, I wouldn't do it because it wouldn't change people's lives. And I think that if you're listening to this right now, like stop looking at pitching and stop looking at these things as like negative things. As long as there's real value. The real skill set is the discernment to figure out if somebody's actually adding value to you or if they're just a fancy internet marketer that's trying to sell you the next magic pill that doesn't do you anything. Uh, No, I hear you. I mean, I think that this comes from the mentality that um, somebody's taking and somebody's losing. And uh, I'll share a quick story here, but um, I didn't gain this insight from church, but um, here's the deal. I don't need your money. (laughs) Nobody needs your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to grow with or without you. There's 7 billion people in the world. You see what I'm saying? I, you could all cancel today. I'll find 100 more people. Like this comes down to the leader's belief in the mission. And the mission will succeed with or without you. Just recently, our church, Elevation Church, our pastor, Stephen Furtick, came to the front. And um, they're the most uh, wealthy church in the world. Like they do the financial report at the end of the year. And the way he leads when they do their year-end giving is just fascinating. The first thing he said is there's no emergency. They're doing their year-end giving, and he wanted to make it very clear that, like, we don't need your money. Like, God has already blessed us beyond abundance, and we're in surplus right now. And the ask today is an opportunity to partner with God because God doesn't need your money, but you need what he can give you. And it was such a compelling message that I have a chance to partner and to trust him on the next level and to go somewhere I've never gone before and to commit an amount that I couldn't cover myself, but that would require faith and that would require him to be faithful in providing. And I think it's, there's a lot of parallels to that. When I am offering my service, I really am inviting them to invest into themselves and to partner and to see what's possible. We're going to help somebody, you know, whether it's you or somebody else, but you have to do this because you want to break 
the cycles or the habits or the challenges or the scarcity or the mindset that you're going through right now. The amount that you're going to give us is going to pale in comparison to the ROI. You know, now we're talking business to the return and to what this will cause versus what this will cost. And when you can communicate the value and especially, obviously, you know, the church, when they, when they, before they do this, they share where the money has gone the previous year and they show this is where, this is where your money has gone. And it's just epic demonstration of proof of like, here's where we were able to kick in right away. All these natural disasters, we didn't have to ask you to give. We already had the money to give. And you're all of a sudden compelled to be a part of it. And we do the same thing. You know, we just share everybody's story. Catherine, 130K since she joined in the summer. Tim came in in debt, has paid his investment off in three months, now having $3,000 days. So-and-so making four grand a month, just had his first $50,000 month. So-and-so wasn't making more than $600 a month, just had his first 16K month. So, and obviously we talk about more than just the numbers, but we have the social proof so we don't have to twist anybody's arm. And I think if you're committed to people's results and your goals are other people's goals, like my goal this year is to help seven of our coaching students become seven-figure earners and 50 of them to become six-figure earners. That is where my mindset's at. So when I see 12 emails come in from my coaching clients, it's not, oh man, I got to go do an Instagram post right now. Instead, it's no, I got to go take care of my coaching clients right now. They need me or we're not going to help these guys hit these milestones. And when the results start coming through, when you put your needs last and everybody else's needs first, all of a sudden people are saying, hey, I've got three people interested in coming to the next event. Hey, I got somebody who wants to do a call with you. They're interested in joining our group. And that's how you build the empire. Love it, man. I mean, we could keep talking for a really long time. We obviously have a lot of different things that uh, we agree on, but uh, we're running out of time here. Let's go ahead and move on here to the last segment, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions and quick random answers. You ready? Let's do it, man. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Muscle activation therapy. If you could sit on a park bench with someone and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Past or present? Uh, my pastor, Stephen Furtick. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Audible. Audible. What is an audiobook that you'd recommend? Right now, if you have a high-ticket coaching business, How to Never Lose Another Client Again by Joey Coleman. It will revolutionize your business. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up at 4.45. I do my devotional. It takes about two to five minutes from version. It's an app. And then I come down, I have uh, either half a scoop or full scoop of preload, my all-day energy formula. And then I lift from about 5.30 to 7 and do my social media uh, between 7 and 7.30. Kids come down about the same time and I get them ready for school between 7.30 and 8.45. And then I start my work day at 9 and I finish at 4.30. And then family time from 4.30 to about 9.30, 10. What is your go-to pump-up song? Right now, it's called um, Good Grace by Hillsong. What is something that you are just not very good at? Oh, gosh. Um, like everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at like virtually everything. Uh, what am I not good at? Uh, listening. I'm a horrible listener. Ask my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she would vouch for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so get everything wrapped up here, my man. What is one place online where we're going to be able to find you the most? Instagram. Perfect. And that is at Vince Del Monte. You got it. At Vince Del Monte. And we got the blue check. 
So you'll uh, see us right at the top when you start typing in Vince Del Monte. Perfect. Vince Del Monte, V-I-N-C-E. D-E-L-M-O-N-T-E over on Instagram. If you're listening to this right now, head over to Instagram, screenshot this episode, upload it to your Instagram story, tag Vince, and then tag me in it at Travis Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. And uh, we'll be sure to go over there and say thanks and uh, chat with you for a second over there. So uh, Vince, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Had a fantastic time chatting with you. Yeah, man, Travis has been awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on Build Your Network. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. If this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how much they are, how to find one, all those types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to travischapel.com to grab that course and start today. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.